Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for it, God. Thank you, guys. Y'all are off the chain. We have the best praise teams in the world, I do believe, because they press through. They press in. They press into the presence of God. We just lean into him. Because, y'all, we can't do anything without him. But with him, I can do any and everything. I can do what he's called me to do through him. Ah, mm -hmm. I don't know what y'all feel out there, but his presence is good up here. It's good up here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Just fill the temple. Fill the temple. Fill the temple. Fill the temple with your glory. His train, he's a big God. Just the train of his robe fills the temple. Mm. Huh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to y'all this morning about some keys. A key, a key to the kingdom. Can y'all all hear me? A key of the kingdom of God. How many of you want the kingdom of God? He translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay? So we live in a different world now. Even though we're still here in Crossed, Arkansas. <laughs> I ain't of this place. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. And it's time that the body of Christ started acting like they are not of the world. Amen? And like somebody somebody said it up here. I think it was Monica. She said, we love the world, but not the darkness. And we love the world. We love the people that are in the world. Those that the, that the little G of this world, little God, has blinded their eyes so that they can't see the light of the glorious gospel. Our friends and our family, those we don't know, those we work with, those that we just come in contact with as we go on about our day, that the little God, little G of this world has blinded them. They don't see. They don't see him. But as soon as that veil is stripped off their eyes, because God says that it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come and have everlasting life. Everyone. He, he's no respecter of persons. The very worst sinner, you know, I mean, whatever the worstest thing you can think of to do, God can forgive it. He can forgive it. Oops. <laughs> Just tore my thing off. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to start with Proverbs 2, 1 and 2. 
y'all know I just passed Proverbs. Proverbs is in there. There's one. You get you get a little inebriated up here. I have to I have to learn how to start a, a functioning drunk. Cause I be, huh? Hey, boy. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs two, one and two. It says, "My son, if you receive my words." And treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Y'all, I'm a teacher, okay? Sometimes preach comes on me. It does, and I like it when it does. But I'm a teacher. And I'm going to try to teach this morning, but I ain't making no promises. Whoa. Whenever we look at those scriptures right there, that word, if you receive my words, that means to seize it. Will you put something in your hand, please? Yeah. That means to seize. Seize it. If you, if you seize my word. Y'all know that seize is not a sweet, gentle little thing. If I'm going to seize something, <laughs> she was trying to hold on to my phone. <laughs> but that's how you seize something. You snatch it. You take it. Take it. This right here is not seizing. This right here is not seizing. That's not seizing. When you seize something, it's a violent thing. You take it and you run with it. Run with it. Okay, I'm, I'm teaching you. This is a key to the kingdom. We want the kingdom operating. If I want to operate in the kingdom of God, because I have been placed in it, and it's time I learn how to live it. Come on. He said, if you will seize my word, if you will do whatever you got to do. I'm telling y'all, this carpet feels wet. I'm not kidding. Woo. If you will grab a hold of this word and snatch it <laughs> into you, pull it into you, okay? Seize that word and treasure. The King James says hide. It means treasure. Treasure the word within you so that you incline your ear. What does incline mean? Pay attention. Drop everything. Pay attention to what I'm saying. And if y'all will do that this morning, God's going to do something. Okay? I'm going to seize that word. I'm going to violently take that word. Y'all know what Matthew says, right? That the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. But, <laughs> but violent men... Take it by force. Violent men seize it. This belongs to me. 
It belongs to me. It belongs to you. If you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, this belongs to you. And it's time that we come out of living like the world and acting like the world and everything falling apart in my life. And I come over here into this kingdom and I start speaking the word of God and I start hearing what God's saying. And I speak that word and I speak that word and I stand on that word. And everything can still be falling apart because the devil don't give up easy. But I still stand. He said in Ephesians, when you've done all to stand, stand on the word. Okay? So I'm going to incline my ear. I'm going to pay attention in order to apply it to my life. Okay? And y'all know what apply means? Well, in this Hebrew right here, it means stretch. That's what it means stretch the word of God is going to stretch you if you're going to believe the word of God if you're going to pull the word of God into you it's going to stretch you you're going to have to live by faith 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 you'll know what's fixing to happen because it ain't faith if I know it it ain't faith if he tells me what's going to happen that ain't faith Faith is I got to step out here. The word of God said, do this. And so, God, this is what I'm doing. This is what your word said. And this is what I'm doing. I'm pulling this into my life. And I'm going to step out here and do this right now. Not knowing if you're going, what's going to happen? You got to live by faith. He's going to stretch me. Because <laughs> I am a firm believer that God wants me uncomfortable. Because every time I get comfortable, <laughs> he does something. <laughs> you do get lazy. And you start depending on yourself and your own ability to do this. This is a spiritual thing, you know. But we do. We have a tendency to start, you know, feeling comfortable in something. And, oh, okay, well, I know how to do this. I know how to pray. I know how to pull, I know how to pull nothing down. You can't grab a hold of nothing in the spirit without the spirit. Amen. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. So y'all understand what Proverbs 2, 1 and 2 says. He says, my people, if you will seize my word and treasure my commands within you so that you pay attention with your ear to wisdom and stretch your heart to understand. Stretch your heart to understand. This is a key to the kingdom. Now, y'all know John 1. Let's just go look at it because we just need to see it in the Word. John chapter 1, verse 1. Whew, it's hot up here. Is y'all hot? I'm hot. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. Now, what he just said, he said, if you will seize my word and treasure my word and apply my word to your life, right? We got to grab a hold of that word. And right here he said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Four says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then now we know this next one, verse 14. 
It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who's he talking about? Jesus. Jesus. Proverbs just said, if I will seize, (laughs) if I will treasure Jesus, if I will treasure Jesus, if I will grab a hold of Jesus and what he's done and everything that he is, Pull that into my life. Pull that into me. Come on now. Hey, devil don't stand a chance when I do that. But we are so accustomed. We are accustomed to our feelings and our emotions. And we're accustomed to that because we grew up with it, right? And nobody told me when I was two that the world didn't revolve around me. Nobody told me that. Nobody told me, you know, when I'm two or three years old and I'm throwing a fit because I ain't got my way, you know. Come on. That's the kingdom of mm, preacher, sister. That's the kingdom of self, kingdom of darkness, kingdom. That's that, that kingdom that he took me out of, right? And he places me over here in this kingdom. So I need to start acting like I live in this kingdom. That means I need to start getting a hold of Jesus. I need to start getting a hold of this written word, hearing me some spoken word. I need to grab that, pull that into me. And when I do, my life going to change. It's going to change. It's going to change. Let's go over to Ephesians chapter 1, start with verse 17. This is a prayer that Paul prayed. Y'all know Paul had a connection, right? Paul was connected. <laughs> and what he prayed was a God prayer. Amen? And it says in verse 17, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward you who believe according to the working of his mighty power. But he said, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would live in you. Now let's go over to Matthew 16. I think he might let me teach this. Matthew 16, starting at 16. I'm going to tie them all together, hopefully. (laughs) You never know. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 16, verse 16 says, Simon, well, 
you know, in 13, 14, 15, Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Um, who do you say that I am? And in 16, Simon Peter answered and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. <laughs> and also, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, what rock? Not Peter. He didn't build his church on Peter. What did he build his church on? Revelation. <laughs> Revelation. He said, on this rock, whoa, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind will be bound, and whatever you loose will be loosed. But y'all know that binding and loosing ain't the keys. Part of it. But what's a key? What's a key? Revelation. Revelation is a key. Revelation is a key to the kingdom. Because when a man gets a revelation, high God Almighty has revealed this thing to him. He didn't get it in his own strength. He didn't get it out of his own head. God Almighty reveals the kingdom. He reveals Jesus. God reveals. And whenever I get that revelation, there ain't no demon in hell that can come against it. I got it. And I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. You ain't taking it from me. I got it. The devil cannot convince me that I am not saved. He tried real hard when I first got saved. He tried real Ain't he told every single one of y'all, you ain't saved. That was all in your head. You just made that up. You ain't saved. Then he told me, you ain't saved because Christians don't act like that. You ain't saved because you just did this. He tried to convince you that you ain't saved. Um, how many of you know he's a liar? And if he's trying to convince me of something, <laughs> it must be because it's the truth and he's trying to make me think his way. Right? So if he can convince me that I'm not saved, then he can just go and have his way. And I am not going to have the kingdom of heaven operating in my life. Not just go to heaven. Y'all know that's, a, that's, that's wonderful. I can't wait till we go there to be with our bridegroom. I can't wait. But I'm supposed to have heaven here. I am supposed to have heaven here. Do you know that that's what the kingdom of heaven is? He says, I give you the keys, plural, to the kingdom of heaven. I'm supposed to have some heaven here. How am I going to get some heaven here? Revelation's one way. Revelation. And it's a big way. It's a huge way. I mean, it, I think it's like a, it's like the master key. That's just me. I'm saying that. I think it's like the master key. 
Because when, when, when Father reveals something to me, it's just done. It's done. And I'm going to fight you tooth and nail. I'm, I will become violent <laughs> when you start trying to tell me that this ain't so. When I know it is. I know it's so. And you a lie. And you're going to be bound <laughs> until you're cast into the lake of fire. See, that's what we need to do sometimes is remind him of his, his future. He's always trying to tell us that we ain't what we think we are and trying to pull me back into my past. Let's remind him of his future. That's why he's so crazy right now because he knows his days are few. They are few. <sighs> okay, revelation is when the Father reveals something. Reveals means that he uncovers it and he lays open what was veiled. The Father lays open what was veiled. What I can't, I don't see with my natural eyes. How many of you say, you read this Bible and it don't make no sense? It don't make any sense. That's because my eyes are veiled. Because the little G, the little God, little G of this world blinds me. Come on. But I don't want to be blind. I ain't going to be blind. Because God said that revelation is what he built his church on. And the gates of hell will not prevail. Don't mean the gates of hell, well, they won't try. It don't mean they ain't going to try. It means they will not accomplish what they set out to do. Will not accomplish it. Hey, I got me a revelation. Well, what about keys? What's a key? What's a key? Keys. What do you do with keys? You unlock stuff. It also represents authority. If I hold the key, I, ha I have authority over the place. I'm the one who opens the doors. And I have authority over who goes in and who don't. Right? So keys represents unlocking what is locked. And it also represents authority. But he said in verse 18, upon this rock. And I looked at rock, and it's like a man, like a rock, by reason of his firmness and strength of soul. So he's saying here, when you grab a hold of the revelation of God, you are strong, you are strengthened, you stand firm. That's the rock. The rock is the revelation. It's a firm place. A firm place. The devil don't like for us to get revelation. That's why whenever we come into church, our eyeballs start rolling around the back of our head. Come on, whenever we, um, we pick up the Bible. How many of you pick up the Bible and start reading? Next thing you know, you're going, <laughs> how many? Mm-hmm. Make you fall asleep. Devil don't want you getting no revelation. He don't want you seeing who Jesus is. He don't want it. But he's a lie. He's a lie. 
Proverbs 25, verse 2. Can we put that one up there? Because y'all know 2 Timothy tells us to study, to show myself approved. So I'm not supposed to just read the word, although you better read the word, okay? I'm supposed to put something into it. Remember, I'm supposed to seize. I'm supposed to put something into this. Grab a hold of this word. What you saying right there, God? You know that don't make no sense to me. The, the little G God of this world's got me blinded right now, and I don't understand that. What's, what you saying? What are you talking about? Okay? Get you some books. We, I, I do preach. I preach to y'all. Okay? I preach to y'all. But it is not my job to be the only one around here that studies the word of God. That's not my job. Y'all supposed to be coming with the psalm and a song and a word and a doctrine. Y'all supposed to come with that. You know what my job is? To sit up here and go, wait, 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 wait. Now there's 14 people trying to speak. Come on. We got to have a little order in here. Okay, Susie Q, you, what, what's God telling you? That's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's it. <laughs> okay. I went over like a lead balloon. Come on, Proverbs 25.2. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. Hmm. But it's the honor of kings to search out the matter. We're supposed to be searching out the word of God. Oh, and this one right here, I'm going to read this one. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Because when I saw this one, I said, well. Because y'all know, we, sometimes we won't do things for ourselves, but we'll do something for our kid. Right? Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord God, our God. But those things which are revealed, revelation belongs to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. He says that the secret things belong to the Lord, but those revealed things belong to me and my kids. I'm going to get me some revelation. I'm pouring it into my kid. My kid's going to get that revelation. Hey, come on. I want my kids to, to possess the gates of the enemy. I want my kids to possess, I'm going to say it again, the gates of the enemy. I don't want my children to just be going through this life and be slapped around by the devil. I don't want that. I want them to possess the gates. I want them to know who he is and what he says. I want them to stand up and say, oh, no, you ain't. This gate's mine. Back off. He said, a thousand may fall at my right hand or side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it won't come near my dwelling. We need a revelation of that. If we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, these things that belong to me, plagues and everything else, I'll, I'll see the destruction of the wicked, but it will not come near me. It will not touch me. It will not touch my house. In the name of Jesus.
we got to have a revelation because a revelation is the key to unlocking the kingdom. It's good to me too. A revelation is a key to unlocking the kingdom. So we got to get in the word of God. And we don't understand it. That's what prayer is for. That's what people who search out the word of God is for. Go to some, go Brother Floyd. Don't come to me. Go Brother Floyd. <laughs> and say, you know, I've been looking at this scripture right here, and I just don't understand what does this mean. And they'll break it down. We can break it down word for word. See what them words mean. Because, no, I ain't going to say that. Okay, thank you. I felt that check. <laughs> Mom will obey. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go back over into Matthew. Matthew 13, 10. See, Jesus talked in parables. He didn't make no sense sometimes. You look at him and go, that wasn't the answer to my question. He, he spoke in parables, right? But in verse 10, it says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you. You, you, you. It's been given to you. To know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. What he just said, it's been given to you the keys <laughs> to open up the kingdom of heaven. It ain't given to them. It's not given to them. It's given to you. You hold the keys to open the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven is heaven here. Kingdom means no more sick. Kingdom means no more broke. Kingdom means I don't lack nothing. I have what I need when I need. I ain't talking about having no $6 million house. I ain't talking about that. I ain't talking about driving no $95,000 vehicle. I ain't talking about that. But I have what I need when I need it. I have what I need. He will provide. The kingdom, well, if I want it, he ain't mad about it. Because, see, I heard, y'all know Miles Monroe. Great great preacher that 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 just taught the kingdom of god well he had it he had a jet airliner he did but he said i heard him say that, that that don't belong to me that belongs to god and if he says give it immediately it's gone i give it doesn't belong to me the things of god i cannot claim ownership to it's his it belongs to him and I have to freely give as he requires. But it's all by the Spirit of God. Not out of my head in what looks right to man. Okay? Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. He says in verse 11, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. See, that don't make no sense. And he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Well, I'm just thinking right now that that's talking about some revelation. Okay? 
if you understand the key, you got a key to open the kingdom. And he says to him who has, more is going to be given. He ain't just talking about stuff. He's talking about treasure, real treasure, real treasure. Those hidden things in the word of God that he wants us to seek out. Those hidden things that I have to like pray over. I have to go, come on, God, what are you talking about right there? Open this word up to me, and he will open this word up to you. So to those who have, he's going to give more, and they're going to have abundance. But whoever does not have, whoever ain't got no revelation, the little bit they got's going to be took away. It's revelation. Revelation. Because he's talking about parables. Okay, y'all understand? Y'all getting it? He's talking about parables. He said, I'm giving you the, the, the key to understanding the mystery of God, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And one of them is revelation. Revelation is when the Spirit of God opens up the Word of God to me. And I get it. We've got a revelation of deliverance. We got a revelation of deliverance around here. Ain't no devil and nowhere in the universe can convince me that that deliverance ain't for real. Because I have been delivered. I have felt something come out of me. And then I have seen myself react differently. That's firsthand knowledge. But before I ever received firsthand knowledge, I had to have a little bit of revelation. You know? God started revealing some things. I was taught some things. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I grab, I grab a hold of that. Well, God has, he, I got a revelation of deliverance. We can be delivered. And, no, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the lie that it ain't real. Y'all know the church says, it don't take all that. It don't take all that. You just, need to, you just need to get a hold of yourself. Put your big boy breeches on. Act like a man. <laughs> That's what they say. You just need to get down here and start acting right. You just want to be still be childish and, and play. And when, you, when you make your mind up, then you'll be all right. That's a lie. If you've got a stronghold in you, I don't care how many times you try, you're going to fall. If you've got a stronghold in you, but that stronghold can be revealed by the Spirit of God. He'll take you to the very root of what's going on in you. The reason you act like you do, the reason you feel like you do, He will take you to the root and he will expose that. He will strip the covers off of that thing. And it will come out of you. And your life will be different. I'm living proof. Monica's living proof. Elder Dan living proof. Josh living proof. We live in proof. It happened to us. Almost everybody in here living proof of that. For real. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. In 13, he says, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they don't see, and hearing they don't hear. 
nor do they understand. Do you know that every single one of us that belong to Jesus Christ, we got spiritual eyes and natural eyes. We got spiritual ears, natural ears. We got spiritual sense of taste, spiritual sense of smell, spiritual sense of touch. Every one of them in the natural, we have them in the spirit. All of us. He didn't just give some eyes and another one over here, an ear. He didn't do that. We all have this. We all have them. And we can see and we can hear and we can feel by the spirit. Okay. He says, they got ears, but they don't hear. And they got eyes, but they don't see. But you have eyes and you can see. And you have eyes and you can hear. Amen? I'm not losing y'all, am I? Okay. Now I want to tell you something that I really want you to grab a hold of this morning, okay? I just explained that we are to seize the Word of God and pull it into my life and act upon it, right? If I have to get violent, I have to get violent. Okay. I was, when, when I came in here to this prayer, I come from a denomination that did not pray like that. We prayed like this. We had unspoken request. I ain't lining up with no unspoken request because I don't know what you're asking for. So don't ask me to come in agreement with you if you ain't going to tell me what we're praying about. God knows the need. I ain't coming into agreement with it. I ain't doing it. Because I believe in being specific with your prayer. And I need to know what's going on. I don't line up with that. I don't know why I said that because that ain't in nothing. That ain't in nothing. But whenever I come into this prayer, they was loud. These people was loud. Oh, they was loud. And I'm like, what the hell? What the world? Yeah, help me. Je- I said that a bunch. Help me, Jesus. I don't get this. I don't get this. But I, I remember coming to, when we was in the old storefront, and I came to prayer one day. Oh, Lord Jesus. My first breakthrough. I had never had a breakthrough. I didn't know what a breakthrough was. And all of us, whoa, <laughs> we was sitting there on the floor, and they was praying, and I'm like, I ain't never heard nobody pray like this. Wow. But I'm like, Jesus, help me, Jesus. And I prayed in tongues, you know, but not too many folks knew it. And all of a sudden, that this, the presence of God, it was like a whoo, come on me. And out of my belly, I found myself going, oh, oh. And I heard Pastor Eileen say, Dana, grab your, grab your friend right there. She didn't even know what my name was. Get your friend because God's going to give her a breakthrough. And he did. Oh, my word. I don't know what he did. As far as the whatever came out, I don't know. I just know that he broke through something. And, when, and, and I felt it. Woo! And when it was over with, I said, was that a breakthrough? They said, yep, that was a breakthrough. I'm like, Lord, give me another one. Give me another one. Hey, ain't nothing like a breakthrough. Y'all know Revelation is a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough. It's when, it's when, when God suddenly breaks forth. 
Whoa, I got to hold on to the pulpit. Okay. When he suddenly breaks forth. And I want you to get a revelation of what I'm fixing to share with you, okay? I want you to grab a hold of this thing because this is you. This is for you. When we grab a hold of this and we unlock the kingdom of God and I can start operating in the kingdom, okay? Let's go to 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. Oh, Jesus. Start with verse 2. Because this is you. This is me. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things, he has already given me everything I need that pertains to life and godliness. Everything that I need to live this life is on the inside of me if I belong to him. If I belong to him. Just because you go to church don't mean you belong to him. I'm so sorry. But if you prayed that prayer this morning when she was leading us, you need to confess it. You need to say, I just gave my heart to Jesus. Because it's through confession that salvation is made. Okay? Don't hold that in to yourself. See, we got we to gotta not be ashamed. I can't be ashamed of the gospel. I can't be ashamed of him. Because if I'm ashamed of him, he said he's going to be ashamed of me when we stand up before his father. I, hey, I do not. My husband can be ashamed of me. But I do not want Jesus Christ to be ashamed of me. Because I was ashamed of him. Okay? Now, that's just a little, that's a little side note. Okay, verse 3, let's look at it again. It says, as his divine power has given to me, us, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Virtue is goodness, modesty, purity. He's already placed on the inside of me everything that I need to live that way. And then it goes on. And it says in verse 4, By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these, through these promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. He's already placed in me everything I need in order to live like Jesus. I know, I know, I know y'all say that was Jesus, though. Jesus left everything, and he came to this earth as the Son of Man, just like us. Now, the only difference was he was not born with a sin nature, but... He did get saved. He did make it a way for me to get saved. And since I have gotten saved, I now have his nature. Every single thing that he had, I have. Every, come on, y'all. Open up your spirit. Grab a hold of this word. Everything he had, I have. 
The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of me. Come on. And he will quicken my mortal body. That ain't just talking about the rapture. That's talking about right now today. He's going to quicken me. He's going to quicken me when I walk in Walmart. When I walk in Walmart and all of a sudden somebody's going to come to me, I'm going to see him and he's going to quicken me. And he's going to say, go give them this word. Go lay your hands on them. Go pray for them. I want them to know that I'm real. He's going to quicken me. We operate by the quickening in the spirit. Okay? Not by what I think in my head. Because that gets me in trouble. What I think in my head. Five, verse five. But also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To every man is given the measure of faith. So we all got some faith. Okay? We've all got a measure of faith. And he says to that faith, add some virtue. Add some purity. Some reverence. Some holiness. Add some of this. And to virtue, knowledge. May the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God live on the inside of you. Okay? So I have, I have this in me. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours, y'all listen, if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. And you know that those first verses, you know what, you know what I'm fitting to say, don't you? You know what them first few verses are talking about? Four through seven. Take a guess. Dying. Putting your flesh down. Because sometimes I don't want to be kind. Sometimes I want to let you have it. Sometimes you deserve it. Sometimes. Okay? But I have to put myself down. I ain't, I ain't there yet. I'm on my way. I'm better than I used to be. But every now and then, you know, every now and then we get tired, physically tired. And the devil pounces every single time, every time, because he wants me to engage with him. And when I get physically tired or we're sick or we're whatever, he jumps hard and heavy. And I usually engage, <laughs> just take the mask off. We have to be honest around here. I'm not some super spiritual, you know, that walks on the clouds. Mm-mm. I live in the world, and I deal with stuff, and, and sometimes I come up here and I cry. <laughs> That's how I cry. It is. Whatever it takes, because it may not take all that with, for you, but I plan on living free. And sometimes I have to roll around and snot all over these carpets. We clean them. We clean them. <sighs> sometimes we have to do these things. But he says that I can't. He's already given me everything to die to my flesh. He's already given me everything that I need in order to die. Now let's look at verse 8. We, you know, we, we looked at it, but we're not through. 
For if these things are yours and they abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying if I make sure that I die to my flesh and I let all these things that are on the inside of me start coming forth. I, I let them start. That's the character of Jesus. I let them start coming forth out of me. I'm not going to be barren in Revelation. I'm not going to be unfruitful in revelation. I'm going to have revelation knowledge because I'm putting myself down and I'm trying to live like you. I'm trying to live like you. He honors that, y'all. He honors it. And I might fall. You're going to fall. You're going to mess up. We ain't perfect. But we just say, God, forgive me. I acted like a horse's tail again. Forgive me, God. I don't want to be like that. And one of these days you're going to show me the root of why I do. But until then, I ain't searching myself. I'm letting the Spirit of God lead me. Okay, verse 9. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Now, what the world? What the world? That means if I go ahead and give to my flesh... Because that's what lust means. It's the desires of the flesh, whatever that may be. It's not just sex, but it is. It's not just alcohol, but it is. It's not just rage, but it is. You understand? The desires of my flesh, that's what lust is. And if I go ahead and I just continually give to the desires of my flesh, I will be blind to the kingdom. And I'll forget that I have been set free from my flesh. Because that's what he did. He set me free from it. Sin don't no longer have nothing on me. I don't, I ain't, I ain't run by sin. But if we will give ourselves, give ourselves, lay myself on the altar, give myself and let virtue and knowledge, and and brotherly kindness. Let all those things come up in me. And love, I'm going to know the king of the kingdom. I'm going to know him. And it says in verse 10, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. He says, make your call and your election sure. So when I put my flesh down, when I stop yielding to my fleshly desires and I start putting him on, letting him come, letting him come forth and letting him, his character come out of me and I stop acting like a fool, come on, when I stop acting like a fool, then I'm going to know the divine invitation for me. Many are called, many are called, I'm going to know the calling that's on me. And that election means choosing. Few are chosen. Many are called. Few are chosen. But if I'll do this, I will know the calling on my life. I will know what he has chosen me for. We all have a purpose. There's a purpose for me. And if I do this, if I put my flesh down, if I stop acting like a donkey, and I y'all... Come on, we talk real around here. If I stop acting like that and I just go, okay, God, that made me mad. 
I ain't going to say nothing. What do you want me? How do you want me to say? What do you want me to? And respond the way he's saying respond. If I do that and I'm searching the word of God and I'm pulling this thing into me so I can be like him, I'm going to know what he called me to do. All of us say that I don't know what he called me to do. I don't know my my place in the church. I don't know my purpose. I just told you how to find out. How to find out your purpose, your election, your calling. Grab a hold of the word of God. Pull it in you. I just spoke to you a a portion of the word of God where he tells you that you have everything you need to live this life. Everything. And so what I'm going to do, what I have already been doing, is God, you give me everything. You give me virtue. You give me patience. You give me self-control. You have given me these things. These things live on the inside of me. Thank you, God, that I am full of virtue, that I am full of the knowledge of you, that I am full of patience. I am full of self-control. I am full of love. I am full of kindness. Pull those things in me and then act upon them when the devil starts raising his head. I'm going to know. I'm going to know my call. I'm going to know my purpose. And then look at verse 11. It says, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So if I'll just die to my flesh and I'll let him live through me and I'll grab a hold of this word right here, pull it in me. He said, he said, he just said it. For an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. That means I'm going to have more revelation. Ah! I'm going to have so much revelation knowledge. I'm going to have so much understanding of Jesus Christ. I'm going to know him. And that is my cry. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want you to know me inside and out, upside and down. Every part of me, I want you to know me. And I want to know you. And this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Ah, Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Y'all got it? I'm I'm fixing to close. Violently pull this word into your heart. Apply it to your life daily. God will reveal your purpose, and he will richly open the kingdom for you. He will richly open the kingdom for you. We live under a good, good king. Go ahead. We live under a good king. He is ever-present with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's right here with me all the time. He wants me to cry out to him. Not just about my problems, although he wants me to do that. He wants me to just worship him, just love on him. He's wanting those things from me. And that's what we do. That's what we're supposed to do. When we do that, I'm not going to be barren. I'm going to understand him. I'm going, this word is going to be opened up to me. So I just open the altars now. I invite you to come. Let, get on these altars and pull this word into you. Pull the word that was just preached into you. That I 
have everything that I need to live this life. I can live this life, God. You just said that I have everything that I need to live this life. And I don't want to act like I belong to the world. I don't want to look like I belong to the world anymore. I want there to be a difference in me. I want a difference in me. I want them to say that I am different. She's weird. I want them to say that. I am supposed to be peculiar. I'm not supposed to be like everybody else. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you will give us revelation of Jesus Christ. That that's a key to the kingdom of God. That you will open up the kingdom of God to me when I pull this word into myself. Thank you for it, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for it, Jesus. Hi. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. Now, for more information and to stay connected with us, tune in on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.